Self-care game podcast should not be considered as or replaced with therapy. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out to your local mental health authority or the suicide crisis hotline. What's up, gang? Hey, gang. How are y'all? It's your girl, Devin, also known as Sip from Devin, also known as Hippolata. What's Hippolata? Off of Lovecraft County, girl. You need to get with it. Girl, I'm not watching nothing that nobody can describe to me. Well, you missing out. It's such black excellence. Like, I'm literally watching it again. Like, it's up there with Euphoria. So, yeah. So, I know Euphoria is coming out with two episodes in December. Well, okay. I want to watch Lovecraft Country, but I'm also a little scary cat. I'm scary, too. I don't watch scary movies. You can Do make you watch it, it at night or in... I watch it during the day. Or if I watch it at night, I follow up with, like, a, a good... Like, an episode of Girlfriends or something. Oh, okay. So, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> Help me out. I mean, but it's not that scary. Like, it, it's scary. But then, like, once you get past that one scary episode, it's like, it kind of desensitizes you. Mm-hmm. But it's not scary like The Ring or... You know those demon oh, type okay. of movies, but it is it, it is some ghost shit in there. Like, but is it gory? Yeah. See, I don't be liking gory stuff. Like, Me neither. I, I be having to. Tur- I had to turn my head on some things. I couldn't watch it, but yeah. You know what's funny? What? Well, hey y'all, it's Des, aka it's Desi Cakes, aka. Ooh, child, Megan's knees. I'm just gonna put it put put that out there you know just aspiring to be Megan's knees okay but um you know what's funny I used to want to be an OBGYN and because I just love like pregnancy and like the whole like just the idea of like birth and babies like I just love that whole thing but when I realized that I couldn't do blood and like cutting people open because you know you have to do c-sections and stuff Mm -hmm. I was like no it's not for me so you know, shout out to all the OBGYNs out there, because it wasn't for me. <laughs> Where did that come from? Because we were talking about goriness. That, that oh, I okay. I realized I can't do, uh, I can't do gore. Like, I just. I mean, you'll, you'll get used to it, but I promise you, you won't regret As much as you like black history and all that, black like, they excellence. tied everything. The Tulsa Massacre, it was so crazy to see that, like like visually it was bad like Mm. i didn't know the history behind it like the little details like i didn't i learned a lot from those episodes i learned like some like speaking of obgyn they had some of the spirits come back of people from that one um doc obgyn doctor that experimented (gasps) on yeah they tied the history in there like that so it's really good and that's not even a spoiler because if you watched lovecraft county country you know like yeah that's just like the it's just they take pieces of black history and they Mm -hmm. insert it in there so it's so many gems. And I listen to the podcast, too, because it's like the first time you watch, you're going to be like, what the fuck did I just watch? 
like the first every episode you be like okay what the fuck did i just watch so i had i had to listen to the podcast episodes and then i go back and watch the episode again mm. to fully understand it okay well i mean i'll definitely give it a try i just had to mess up the courage maybe i'll do it this this friday when i'm not by myself <laughs> yeah it's it's really good but um how was your week it was good productive worked seeing clients um i think i'm really getting in the groove of like getting my schedule together with my clients because sometimes i'd be like oh well let me just squeeze them in and now i'm just like no i don't really have time sorry (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could squeeze you in but i can't well you gotta get booked or you want or i won't be able to see you so i'm just really finding my balance with that so that's it pretty much that's good so my week you know i went home so now i'm back from being home i wish i would have stayed a little longer like being with my family is like so refreshing Mm -hmm. and it's just like really a form of like self-care for me because i i love my family but i know my limits on how long i can stay with them uh because i do like my solitude and my peace but when i tell you like most of my friends don't know how goofy and like Mm -hmm. silly i am and my family like gets that 99.9% 99.9% of the time mm-hmm. when I'm with them. So it was just like a, a good little reset, especially since, you know, what I've been dealing with with my anxiety and everything. Girl, I did have to take a midterm and tell me why I failed it. What? I know. And girl, I was kicking myself. How you because, feeling? Well, because it was just hard to tell, mm-hmm. like, to be honest. But but um, actually, I looked and the average grade was a failing grade. So it really was a hard ass test. What's it, what class was it? Um, intro to Rehabilitation Counselor. Who's the teacher? Kalalana? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, girl. That test I was... probably failed it. But, <laughs> I mean, I still have a high C in the class because I've gotten, like, A's on everything else. So as long as... And I did, you know, my calculations. As long as I do good on everything else, I'll be straight. But yeah, it was can. just a little... You know, punching the gut. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't make a C in grad school. Yeah, I know. Okay. Just making sure you know. <laughs> I know that. But, I, yeah, I'm still at a... Actually, it's, it's probably even... I'm probably back at a B because she graded some other stuff. So, um, but, yeah. I just wanted to share that because, you know, people aren't perfect. Life isn't perfect. And, you know, shit happens. So, if you listen to this and, you know you failed something or you know didn't perform mm-hmm. as well you can still bounce back it's not the end of the world i kind of like in the moment i was like kicking myself but once i saw the class average mm-hmm. i was like oh girl like you're not the only one it's fine but it really was like a hard test it just, it just i don't i don't think there was any amount of studying that could have prepared me for that mm-hmm. yeah i understand because so, it was just you know it was it, it was one of those tests where they ask you like those random ass questions that you're not even thinking of, like just the random ass details that you think aren't even important. So, but yeah, okay. so that was my week. Um, other than that, you know, I got back and just been trying to. Oh, I ordered a planner. Yeah. I ordered a planner from Passion Planner. Um, and I just want to get into the habit of planning things because I think a lot of my anxiety also comes from having to think in the future because I keep mm-hmm. all of my 
you know, like us recording um, my appointments. I keep all that in my head. So oh, no, once no. I get it on, because I try to put stuff in my phone, but I I'm just not. Calendar is better for me. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not like a digital calendar person. But. I need a physical calendar. I will say that for certain things. Yeah, I just, I like to see it, cross it off, mm-hmm. and, you know, be done. So, I ordered that. I'm waiting for that to come. And I just want to get into the habit of, you know, just keeping things on paper and out my head. Yeah, that's it. You definitely got to do that. But, yeah, that was pretty much it for my week. So, uh, let's go ahead and get into the media segment. Okay. I made that bitch famous. I made that bitch famous. Okay, so the first thing we're going to get into is the hashtag and SARS movement in Nigeria. Um, so this past week, well, for the past couple weeks, I've been seeing it post um, a lot on social media. And mind you, we're not going to get in too much detail about this because we are bringing on um, somebody next week who is a lawyer, but also Nigerian, um, who's very knowledgeable about everything that's going on in Africa, not just Nigeria. And we're going to go into a little bit more detail so we can educate our listeners on it and all that. Um, And also just talk about other things around that. But anyways, um, so I've been seeing people post about the hashtag in SARS movement for the past couple of weeks. So basically, SARS is a special anti-robbery squad in Nigeria that was put in place to protect civilians, but instead they've been basically like murdering, harassing, and raping citizens. And they, in particularly, target the youth. So if you look like you have a little money, let's say you drive a Benz, or you have on a nice pair of shoes, or even if as much as having an iPhone, they will stop you, and then they will, like, kind of, like, um, bribe, is it bribe? No. They, har- bribe. they like, harass they you. They harass you to get then, money. Yeah, they, like, harass you. They mm-hmm. try to take whatever you have. They try to make you drive to ATM mm-hmm. and give them money. So, it's basically, like... Either give me money or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It's basically the opposite of the name because it's, like, anti-robbery squad mm-hmm. and they're actually, like, robbery. a robbery squad. Yeah. Squad, so... So, yeah. And on, the, on October 20th, the Nigerian government basically sent soldiers to attack peaceful protesters. And they were literally sitting down, like, holding hands, like, you know, chanting and all that. And the soldiers literally shot into the crowd, um, resulting in 78 people either being killed or injured. Mocha. (laughs) So, basically resulting in 78 people either being killed or injured. So, yeah, um, it's very unfortunate. Um, I, we just wanted to touch on it because it just needs to be touched on. Like I said, we will be going into more detail about everything next week. But how you can help is basically contact press, let them know. Basically, a genocide is happening in Nigeria. 
Um, so basically, we need to like promote this more, bring more awareness about it. Also, research and share information. Let people know what's going on. Um, donate to the Feminist Coalition 2020.com using Bitcoin. Um, and on their website, it also gives you directions how to like donate in Bitcoin. And then also sign the petitions to hold the Nigerian government accountable. So right now, there's a petition going around um, basically trying to... Um, hold the president of Nigeria accountable and impeach him and all that. So we do have that link on our Instagram page, so selfcare.gang. Um, and you can go to our Instagram page and sign that petition that way. So, yeah, it's really heartbreaking. It's unfortunate because it's like they're our own people is doing this to each other. But you know what? It's still rooted in white supremacy. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's still rooted in white supremacy. And we're going to go into detail as to why it's still rooted in white supremacy. Because these white men basically in the 1800s just woke up and was just like, let's just take over the whole world. Yeah. Um, Another thing I wanted to add, if you see any petitions floating around where it's like calling for sanctions in Africa, um, like petitioning for uh, sanctions to like intervene, um, Apparently, we should not be signing those petitions because mm. sanctions is actually like, um, I had to look into the details of it. But it was somebody on Twitter that was just basically saying like sanctions is the opposite of what they're they're trying to have done because it's basically government intervention through mm-hmm. Nigeria. So it's like even more, you know, calling even more of the government, the corrupt government, to come in and um you know, do more damage, basically. So if you see anything that says sanctions, don't sign that. But all the rest of the petitions, you know, sign those, share those, and, you know, tweet, retweet, Mm -hmm. all that, you know. And, you know, our prayers and thoughts go out to those who are affected, those who have family there, those Mm -hmm. who are uh, physically there, those who, you know. Like you hear about that girl who found out her boyfriend got killed. I thought it was a boyfriend that found out the girl got killed. And that may be a story, too, but it was a girl that found out her boyfriend got killed on Twitter. Um, and he wasn't even protesting. He was just... Yeah, it's, it's like just crazy. Like, going home or something like that. He ended up getting shoot. Right. Shot. And actually, I know a lot of us, um, a lot of people follow Humans in New York, uh, New York you know, because mm-hmm. they had that one story mm-hmm. with the older black woman. But they had a story on there about SARS from 2018. So a lot of the stuff that's going on is not new. Um, it's just becoming more and more prevalent because the word is getting out. So it's important for us to continue to share this information. It's important mm-hmm. for us to make sure to educate people because, like, yeah, it could have been going on for a long time, but obviously nothing's being done because enough people aren't outraged about it. Enough people aren't doing uh, doing anything about it. So we have to continue to protect as, as in whatever form that we can because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these are our black and brown sisters and brothers. So, and you know how they treat us in America. So they, they're going to treat us all the same in, in all the world. And, and this is just a situation where sadly people are going to look at it and be like, look at them. Mm-hmm. They kill each other. And that's not what, you know, that's not what we're standing for. That's not what we're trying to promote. They're just looking on the outside. Yeah. It's we, still the white man's fault. <laughs> but, um, yeah, prayers and thoughts to everybody who is affected, anyone who listens to this podcast and, um, or, you know, just my heart goes out. I can't tell you how many times I've 
seeing stuff on my timeline and just like shed a tear because it's mm-hmm. just it's just heartbreaking yeah but the stuff that's coming out behind it like um did you see the post naomi campbell make regarding this yeah girl it was cringeworthy like she posted a post of her in this silver silver dress which was a nice picture but she was just like um sending prayers or something to nigeria let us be the silver lining or yeah she was like praying for a silver lining Girl, it was so insensitive. And then after that, once people was just like, girl, if you don't get off Instagram talking like this, she got on um, live crying. Just basically saying, like, we need to change, like, everything needs to change and all. Just bullshit, honestly. Just trying to cry her way out the situation. Trying to give us those white woman tears. Okay, so I do agree that the post was insensitive. It was kind of similar to what Ducky Thought did with the Breonna Taylor post. Mm -hmm. Um, But Naomi Campbell has been very, very um, vocal about her love for Africa. So I don't think that she's coming from, like, a place of, like, I'm just trying to jump onto something that's trending. Like, she's always been, like avid traveler to Africa like mm-hmm. doing a lot of um charity work there and I and I say that because like for one these are things that I just vividly recall about her but then also like now she has like a YouTube channel where she like shares stuff or whatever and she's like you know mentioned about Africa before you know and her love for Africa and different African countries that she's been to and things of that sort so I definitely understand that the post was insensitive but I think that some celebrities they just don't know how to say stuff and then they still got their content they have to post and they they just don't think things through all the way so should she get a pass not not really like she should still i mean she ended up turning off her comments so people were saying like well she turned her comments off like you already know what's up like you know that you're wrong but yeah gosh i don't know i just this whole thing, like, I definitely think that attention needs to be brought to the situation. But I think that we're holding, as we've done so many other times, like, we're holding celebrities too accountable for this stuff. Like, these are still... Mm, I don't really think that was holding her accountable. I was just think that was just pointing out that she was being insensitive. I think the celebrity culture is toxic in the way that we hold them up on these pedestals. Mm-hmm. But I also think at the same time, these celebrities also put themselves on the pedestal. And yeah. I think that post was kind of like her putting herself on a pedestal-ish, kind of. I'm just saying, like, they tried to drag Beyonce because Beyonce didn't post nothing. But at least, okay, so in this case, Naomi posted something and it wasn't what everybody wanted her to post. We, you so know it was what? Like, we just can't... gonna, we gonna get in more about this next week. Yeah, but I'm just... We're gonna bring more in, because it's, it's really a lot of conversation that's been had around this. And I feel some type of way about some of these things, too. And I just think we need to, we yeah, need to bring on a, a, a fellow Nigerian to talk about this to you know and give us more education on not only just the situations that happen in Nigeria but everything in Africa because a lot of these things like you said been going on and we didn't know about it yeah so we're yeah, we gonna have next to, week we're gonna have to table it because I, I got a lot of thoughts on this I got a lot of thoughts <laughs> okay but um so in good news um there is now a national hot suicide hotline. And, you know, the one that we know before, which was the 1-800 number, 
of course, we had a whole episode called uh, We Need You Here. And we discussed suicide awareness. Well, by the way. Yeah, it did. It did really good. Thank, appreciate y'all for listening. That's our top episode. Yes, and I was surprised. I like, was surprised too because I didn't think I didn't think niggas wanted to hear about suicide. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That's, excuse me, but I really did not think y'all wanted to hear about suicide. It was like fifteen hundred listens. I think it's more than that now. Yeah, it was like a crazy amount of numbers, but um. Yeah, so now you don't even have to memorize the 1-800 number in the U.S. Now, for other countries, you know, you know, look up whatever line that y'all have towards mental health. Because I know we have listeners in other countries. But in the United States of America, you can dial 988 mm-hmm. and that will get you emergency mental health services. And that's just so dope to have like a short code instead of like this long number because it's hard to remember a number especially when you like are in the moment and you just over here you know crying with somebody or trying to prevent someone from taking their life and then mm-hmm. you know you're trying to remember what the 1-800 number is so I think that's dope again it's 988 so um you know that's all you have to remember so just save that number it's really easy it's like instead of 911 it's 988 so yeah. 911 for medical or you know, whatever type of emergencies and then 988 for mental health emergencies. So, that's so dope. It is dope. And then, um, speaking of emergencies and mental health, the makers of OxyContin have been under fire because obviously, you know, in the U.S. we've had an opioid uh, crisis where people have been addicted to opioids, um, you know, mostly affecting the white population. Yeah, mostly affecting white populations, which is probably why they're being uh, held accountable. So mm. the company is called Purdue Pharma, and they make OxyContin, and they pled guilty to three federal criminal charges for its role in creating the national opioid crisis. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, so um, they have to pay $8 billion dollars Damn. <laughs> yes, yeah, like eight billion dollars um for their role in it. And um I don't know exactly where that will go, but um hopefully funding for like programs. Oh, it says the money will go to opioid treatment and yes, abatement programs. Yeah, I'm hoping it's that. And then the Justice Department also reached a separate two hundred and twenty five million dollar civil settlement with the former owners so hmm, i don't know how that works but either way um it's the sackler family is uh were the the former owners of the company and basically when it's all said and done they're still gonna be rich Mm-hmm. because that's just how everything works but and that money that they have to pay is probably just a drop in the freaking bucket in regards to um what Purdue Pharma has made from this crisis so mm-hmm. but it at least somebody is held being held accountable and people are getting treatment yeah and people are getting treatment there's funding for treatment so yeah i just thought that that was a great little newsworthy topic because we don't a lot of times see pharmacy companies being held accountable for their yeah. addictive drugs so we need america to be held accountable for putting drugs in our communities 
Right. And that too, especially with the black community. Cause you know, like you mentioned, this is mostly the opioid crisis is mostly in regards to white people. So, mm. you know, what about the crack e- epidemic and, you know, the crack era when it was literally planted in our communities and True. still affecting communities to this day. So, anyways, but, you know, we'll take started. what we can get, I guess. Okay. So, um, next thing up is Ryan Henry. He's from one of those tattoo shows. Yeah, Black Ink. Black Ink. <laughs> Black Ink, Chicago. Yeah. Um, he admitted that he did sleep with his best friend, baby mama. And, <laughs> and he was like, he hired a lot of people, but is it his best friend? Don't his best friend got cancer or something or am I tripping? I think, I don't know if he still has cancer, but this was during the time that he had cancer. Okay. Yeah. He slept with him while he had cancer, while, while he had cancer, slept with her while he had cancer. Um, but the baby mama and the guy, Anthony, is currently separated. Mm-hmm. Um, but she came out and was like, yeah, it happened, and, you know, it hurt people, but Anthony used to also beat my ass. So, it's just a fucking mess. And this is, yeah, mm-mm. And, like, sis posted a receipt. She posted, because Anthony was like, she lying, woo-tee-woo. And sis posted the receipts, like, the police records and all that. I was like, damn, she... Like, pictures and everything is a hot-ass mess. And this just goes to say, everybody got their shit that they dealing with. <laughs> everybody, like, nobody, almost, I'm almost to the point where I'm like, nobody is a victim. Everybody has been a victim and a perpetrator. Listen, Ryan Henry... He fine. He fine as hell, bitch. And I had tagged him one time. I had posted him in my story and tagged him. And that nigga watched my story. And I was like, so, like, it just, like, made my heart flutter a little bit. He fine as hell. But, I mean, okay, so he was trying to allude when this first came out, when the best friend first was trying to tell this. He was trying to allude to, like, it wasn't, you know, that it wasn't true or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we all knew. That that girl slept with that man. Like, I think, I don't think that there's a chick who would get the chance at Ryan and wouldn't take that chance. So, not to say that it's right. But, um, I don't know. I just don't understand, um, the best friend going public about this. Because it had been going on. Well, he had found out about it. Mm -hmm. I want to say either a week or a month before actually, like, posting on social media. And it was like, he did that to be kind of like, um, just, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, he just wanted it to be public, I guess, because Ryan is a public figure, but I just, I say, I'm so sick of these reality people. Like, and I'm just sick of all of it. Like, I. Keep your business out. Keep your business we to didn't yourself. Even know that. Like we we didn't need to like, know we, it. Cardi B y'all not and, even together. Cardi B and Offset getting together. Like we didn't even know about the divorce. Y'all could have kept them break. Y'all could kept the breakup to y'all still. Got back together. I just feel like we don't need to be knowing all this. Yeah, I, but it does make good tea. I mean, I guess, but to, you know, I'm definitely sorry to hear that old dude was put his hands on her and you know i'm sorry to hear that shit, maybe she was confiding in him and he fine too shit Girl, fine as hell listen 
Oh, child, I probably would have been weak a little. My flesh probably would have been a little weak, too. <laughs> right. Like, right. I'm going through some shit right now. Okay. And you're <laughs> no, fine. Okay. So. Let me not get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just. I mean, ain't nobody surprised that she slept with Ryan. Ryan fine as hell. Shit. It'd be like Who that. ain't slept with him? Okay. No one <laughs> Okay. So, moving on. The judge dismisses. Um. The third-degree murder charge against Derek Chauvin for his role in George Floyd's death. So, although they dismissed that one, he still gets second-degree and um, second-degree murder and manslaughter charges. So, which is worst? Is that yeah. which order does it go in? Is first degree worse? I don't know. I think we should know. We should figure this out. Let me see. People in the comments are saying second degree charge is worse than third. third That's what I was thinking. I think first degree is worse. But like these headlines be so misleading. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think that anytime you find you come across some shit, you have to do your own independent research Mm -hmm. because you you just never really know. You don't. And then a lot of stuff because a lot of times when we see these. criminal cases mm-hmm. we don't really know what the charges mean and stuff and like there's a difference between like manslaughter and then like premeditated murder and like mm-hmm. you know there's all types of different things and you have to be able to prove certain things so like premeditated murder you have to be able to prove that he like decided he was gonna kill george before that day you know so not that that's his charge but that's what i'm saying like there's so many different intricate things when it comes to criminal cases mm-hmm. so um but I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, okay, so I think some... Okay, this says first-degree murder, murder is premeditated. Second-degree second is more of, like, in-the-moment thing. Um, It's, like, in the moment, but you had time to, like, change your mind. Like, you had... You did. You had a, the timing to decide to not go through with it. And he did. That nigga was chilling. Fuck him. And then, well, this says, I don't know how accurate this is, but it says technically there is no third degree. It's manslaughter. And then there's voluntary and involuntary. If there's no third degree, then why is there? Well, I guess like maybe third degree and manslaughter go hand in hand. Mm. And it's like voluntary or involuntary. Either or, the nigga got second degree murder. That means he had time to stop, but he kept going through with it. And I hope he get charged. With his stupid ass. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a shame. It's honestly just a shame. I never... So, you know, how we talked about the whole SARS thing. I haven't been watching any of those videos. So I have not been trying to, like, trigger myself with anything. And then mm-hmm. the same thing with George Floyd. I never watched that video. I don't watch those videos either. I never... Actually, I've been... I haven't watched anything since Fernando Castile. Like, I watched that, that video. That was the last one, too, for me. I, yeah, I wasn't. That one had me. Them babies. Oh, my gosh. Them babies in the backseat crying. Yeah. And then she was comforting her mama. Oh, my gosh. I, I have PTSD from that. Like, that right. broke my heart. Okay. But prayers for, you know, all the victims of police brutality. Um. So, up next is Tory Lane's stupid ass. <laughs> So his dumb ass decides to get on live and just basically insinuate that um, 
Megan is lying. Um, she didn't get shot. And but my thing is, okay, so she got shot. We know it is. I don't care if it didn't hit no bones or tendons. The bullet grazed her. It, it's just like she got injured at the hands of a black man. And the fact that you take it, the fact that he's not coming out and just be like, I did not shoot her, but rather building, trying to build his case as to why. It can't be possible that he he shot her. Like he never has said, "I didn't shoot her." Shoot yeah, her. never. You look guilty. Yeah, like you look him guilty. And his um, his bodyguard came out and did like some audio interview where he was saying that like she never got shot because they were saying that she got grazed by the bullet. For one, can we just like break this down in like pre K terms? Getting shot is a bullet touching you. That is what it means to get shot. If a bullet touches you. You got shot. If the bullet misses you, you did not get shot. But the bullet touched her. Like, whether she got grazed, whether it went through a, a lung, an artery, a tendon, a bone, whatever the hell. If a bullet touched her, that is getting shot. Just like if somebody... What's that movie with Martin Lawrence where... Was it Bad Boys? Where he was like, he got shot in the ass, but it just like grazed his ass or whatever. Like, that's still getting shot. Like... What? Even the doctor confirmed it was from bullets. Yeah, like, what, what, what is wrong? And then the whole situation is just gaslighting as fuck because they're saying, like, he was like, oh, well, if if you're in a situation and somebody shot you, why would you get back in the car? And it's like, she had, what else do you do? They had a fucking is helicopter. She... Oh, when they, you see the, the yeah. video? They had a helicopter, like, it was a helicopter. Well, I think on. that was, so I really think that, somebody heard the gunshots or heard the argument and called the police and maybe her getting shot maybe she got back into the truck and then when the helicopter came that's when they got back out you know so i, I think what he's saying oh why would she get back in the car yeah i mean but i mean shit. like what else i mean what are you gonna do you gonna you, run but the thing is it's a it's a very intense moment it's a traumatic moment you can't tell people how they should have acted right in a moment like that right because like, you, you know never I mean? know you how never gonna... know what and you're gonna it, do she got shot in her foot like what was she supposed to do just take off running and yeah. just go like it's in your foot like yeah. you're bleeding and you don't you in that moment of getting shot I'm sure she was in shock and didn't know what to do where to go or anything like else like that and if her best friend was in the car like I'd probably get back in the car too I probably wouldn't know what to do I probably would just be trying to sit down so her yeah. getting back in the car is probably her trying to sit down and get off of that foot yeah so speaking of her best friend her best friend posted a little um thing on her stories Talking about a whole lot of nothing. Girl. Talking about just stay down with your people and be there for your people. And she realized who's there for her and who's not. Girl, put a name to it. Yeah. I'm, but I'm, first, somebody tell I'm not trying to be in nobody's business, but since y'all put this business <laughs> out there, what happened? Can somebody tell us girl, what I'm happened? I'm like literally over this whole situation. For one, because all so much other shit is going on in this world right now. Like, I could give a fuck about what... Let's leave that shit for the courts. But for two... I'm absolutely tired of everybody speaking in goddamn riddles. This is not a Dr. Seuss book. Either say what the fuck happened or, or leave it up. at that. Because I, because there are so many stories going on. I feel like the only person that said something was Megan. He shot me. Like, she straight up said, he shot me. That's the right. only person. And I don't remember if it was Tori or the bodyguard, like, giving some story about, um, basically, Tori was messing with both her, mm-hmm. Megan, and the best friend. They found out there was arguing in the car. And then, um, him and Kelsey was like going back and forth with the gun and then it went off. Yeah. Which let 
Okay, so if Tori is saying, like, he... I guess now... No, I, I think what's going on is that nobody knows for sure, like, who actually pulled the trigger. If they were, indeed, fighting over this gun. But why did a gun come into play? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, that's the biggest issue because, like, you can have an argument without taking your bodyguard's mm-hmm. gun. So, I don't know if it was Kelsey that took the gun, Tori that took the gun. I don't know what was going on. But the whole point of the matter is there should never be a point where you argue with somebody and then somebody goes to reach for a gun. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just never that serious. So, I don't know what the real story is. And to be honest, it ain't my damn business. I'm going to let the court of law handle it. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be that. But I'm tired of people... Like, you, you sound stupid saying that she did not get shot. She literally got shot. Just because, like, if if being grazed by a bullet is not getting shot, what is getting shot? Like, th- does she have to die? Does she have to, like, bleed out of her heart or her lungs? Like, I don't know. People are fucking stupid. I'm tired of Tory Lanez. I really wish Instagram would de- deactivate his fucking page. Because I don't even think that he should be allowed to, like, gaslight her in this in this world. Like... You basically stop talking about the situation. If you're not going to give us a play by play of what the fuck happened, stop talking about it because you really are just wasting your time and ours. Mm-hmm. And if you, um, is this, have you ran this by your lawyer uh, going on live and talking about this shit? Like, if you are in court for this shit, you, sh- you should be z- zipping it. Like, you can't talk about this shit if you're going back and forth in court. He's just doing too much. Fuck him too. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, next up is Shonda Rhimes. Did you hear about Shonda Rhimes? I did. Go ahead and tell us what happened. I saw some of it, but I didn't read all of it. I didn't see all of it either, but I saw it. I saw it. So, okay. So, basically, she signed a deal um, making the move from ABC to Netflix um, to create shows for the streaming service, which is lit, bitch. I don't have to wait every Thursday to watch this shit no more. <laughs> um, but anyways, but she said she left because ABC will not give her family passes to Disneyland, which, because, you know, ABC own, is owned by Disney. So they basically, like, claimed they gave her a pass. And then when she got to Disneyland, it didn't work. And when she called the executive, um, who she didn't name, they asked her, don't you have enough like to pay for it? So she what? left because of, it's the principle. <laughs> I do have enough, but it's the principle, bitch. Why couldn't she get no family pass for Disneyland? That ain't wow. how they do to white people. That ain't how they white do. White people get all Shonda types of perks. Rhymes. Shonda motherfucking Rhymes. Scandal. How to get away with murder. Grey's Anatomy. What? You couldn't give her a damn Disneyland pass? How much money? She done brought give, this network? She brought that network in. And I'm trying to get the amount how much she made. Um, it's like in the millions. $150 million. That's a lot. Well, they gonna learn today. They gonna learn mm-hmm. today. I'm glad. I'm glad, girl. Do what I feel you like she could have got more though. I think she could have had a billion out of Netflix. Yeah, she could have got more. Didn't? What did they try to offer Monique? Oh, Monique was getting pennies. I think it was in the thousands, but she won that. Yeah, I mean, Parker's and we did all uh, that talking about her for her to get it. 
Yeah, and the Parkers on Netflix. So either way, she was still disputing them and then getting gonna get money from them anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, shit. Pretty much everything is going to streaming because they also said that um, Peanuts isn't gonna be shown on TV for the holidays anymore because it's going to uh, is it it's going to one of the streaming platforms. Mm. But people was pissed off about that. <laughs> Why y'all still got cable anyway? Right. I don't have cable at all. Neither I haven't had cable in like since I've lived on my own. But yeah, yeah that's black excellence. You know your worth and stand in your worth. Period. Reclaim your time. But um our last point for the media is the last debate is coming up. When is it? Is it Thursday? It's Thursday night. So Oh, wait, by the time y'all listen to this, it will have already happened. No, this next week, honey. Oh, it's next week? Next Thursday. Not, yeah. like, today. Today's Thursday. I think it's next Thursday. Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, so. I think it's next Thursday. Oh, the 22nd. Oh, today? That's today. Oh, well... <laughs> We'll talk about it next week, y'all. Um. But um, hopefully, y'all watched it. And um, I'm excited because they're going to be muting the mics. So And a black woman is doing it. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, bitch. Good. That's why they're muting the mics. Because she like, I ain't going to be talking over these mofos. Okay, she gonna be like mute. But yeah, Trump said he was he would participate, but he's upset that they, it would mute the mics. And it's like if they give you two minutes, you need to say everything you have to say in those two minutes. This Period. is like, it, it's a debate. It's not a conversation back and forth. He's such an idiot. Is it, yeah, it's stupid. Anyways, um, yeah. So that's it for the media. And let's get into the main segment. Okay, so for the main segment, we're going to actually talk about self-care. Woohoo! <laughs> in honor of self-care, gang. But yeah, with everything that's going on and all the heavy topics that we've been hitting, we might as well, we need to talk about self-care. and Because we really haven't. We should have talked about self-care in the first season, considering <laughs> we are a self-care gang. This podcast is self-care, okay? Yeah, it is. is Listening is, to is. our soothing voices. Okay. So, basically, okay, let's get into it. What is self-care? What What is your definition of self-care? Um, self-care, let me give you my, uh, <laughs> this is how I'll be writing my papers. I'll be like, self-care is caring for yourself. <laughs> Girl. I'm just playing. <laughs> but it is caring for yourself. Uh, for me, self-care is just whatever I have to do to take care of myself, but not in the manner of, um, like monetarily, like, or, you know, housing or, you know, food or anything like that is more so in like what I need to do to nurture myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Self-care is just getting my mental right, preparing me for the bullshit and all that. But you know, my, my definition, I'm trying, I can't really go into details. I'll fuck around and say the real definition because I teach my clients this all the time. So I know it like off the back of my head and I've been like really into self-care for a while. Hence why I made self-care game. So the actual definition is the practice of taking um, action to preserve 
or improve one's health. So self-care is basically what you do before you get stressed. You don't do it after you get stressed. I mean, you can do it after you get stressed, but you do it to maintain your stress levels, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a release. And it should be like a regular part of your routine, your daily routine, your weekly routine, and your monthly routine. And I think a lot of people get self-care confused with treating yourself. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the difference is between self-care and treating yourself? Um, self-care is just something that's a, a routine or just like a normal, kind of like a normal expense, if you will. So mm-hmm. it could be something that's free, but it's just like a normal part of your monthly or weekly thing that you do mm-hmm. versus treating yourself is like a every once in a while or like kind of um, kind of like a reaction. Instead of being proactive, it's being reactive. Like I'm stressed, mm-hmm. I'm going to treat myself to shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Because honestly, self-care for the most part should be free, but sometimes it does cost money, like you said. And I think that's one of the biggest differences between the two. Self-care shouldn't break your like break your bank. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't leave your pockets empty. Self-care is like you said, things that is more so proactive. Um so yeah, um going into that, there are different aspects to self-care. Um, there are six different aspects, which is physical, psychological, emotional, spiritual, personal, and professional. So the first one we can hit is physical. So physical self-care are things that you do physically. So, I mean, of course, just think of it that way. Um, so some examples of physical self-care is, of course, exercising, um, eating healthy, Drinking your water, um, taking a walk. Yoga. Yeah, yoga. Um, And then also, like, making sure you get your regular medical care. Also, you know, sexual activities. That's part of physical self-care. Bubble baths, massages, um, and stuff like that. Um, so that's pretty much physical self-care for you. For me personally, I like to take boba baths. Um, I like to get that me time. And of course, I like to make sure I keep up with my regular medical care, like going to the doctor, getting my blood work, Mm -hmm. um, going to the dentist and all that and eating healthy and exercising and getting enough sleep. Those are really important for me. Those are things that I do pretty regularly Mm -hmm. what about you um bubble baths are huge for me Mm -hmm. like I used to like hate taking baths like sitting in the bathtub for one because like being a woman and like any type of stuff can like throw off your vagina Mm -hmm. balance so I used to just like hate sitting in a tub with soap and and, you know or like Mm -hmm. bath sauce and stuff like that but um but now I make it a part of just my regular routine and I probably do it like once to twice a week, at least once, but sometimes twice if it's like a really stressful week. Cause I feel like that physical part of like just being surrounded in hot water just like melts away my stress. Or sometimes like if you're, cause I'm not like a big bubble bath person, I sometimes will just like 
turn on the shower and just like sit in the shower and kind mm-hmm. of just like let it hit me like you know kind of sitting in rain or whatever mm-hmm. um and i also walking is like a huge one too for me because mm-hmm. like it's like gives me time to be in the moment yeah and like i'll see like around my apartments we have a lot of bunnies and shit like that and mm-hmm. a lot of people with dogs and so like animals make me happy so i like seeing people's dogs i like seeing mm-hmm. like watching bunnies run while i'm like walking by mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it, it just brings me back to like being centered and in the moment yeah okay so also keep in mind with a lot of these aspects they do kind of cross over with one another um so if you think of like what's that one gram where it's like circles and they interlap oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But it's kind of mm-hmm. like that. Um, so the next aspect um, is psychological. And when you think of psychological um, self-care, you want to kind of think more like mental and intellectual. So these things include like self-reflection, therapy, journaling, self-awareness, um, reading a self-help book, um, practicing and asking, receiving help. Um, and also like, like you just mentioned the shower, but sensory engagement. So sensory, sensory engagement includes like hot showers, aromatherapy. Um, some people like to use like the little textured fidget toys to like kind of bring them back in the present moment. So those are like, those are examples of psychological self-care for me personally, psychologically, I do a lot of therapy. I do a lot of journaling. Um, I like to read self-help books and I do like to do like aromatherapy. So those are my psychological self-care things. Yeah, I do. I do therapy, of course, because everybody should. Mm-hmm. And then I journal. Journaling really, really helps, especially if you have like, if you have really bad anxiety, mm-hmm. like getting it out on paper is it's the same thing as like word vomit yeah like it's just like your thoughts are just like finally out and you, yeah and you can see them and then you can like you Do whatever know, they don't hold as much weight i actually use like a app for journaling Mm. so it's I think it, as long as you get it out I think you can write it on paper I think you're doing the app I have some clients that do voice memos mm-hmm. sometimes I do voice memos when I really gotta get out some motherfucking words so <laughs> yeah, yeah I do that too I try to do that when I'm when I'm itching to call a friend mm-hmm. to vent I try to like you know sometimes just do a voice memo to myself and just mm-hmm. be like just going off and then I'll just be happy to get it out because sometimes you just need to get out you don't really it doesn't matter who you really talk to yeah but also um relaxing in the sun that is huge like I love doing that Mm -hmm. like I will literally go out and like just sit on my patio and just let the sun yeah Mm -hmm. getting that vitamin D letting the sun hit me closing my eyes like kicking my feet up and just like I don't know like it just does something Mm -hmm. to me just recharges me okay then the next aspect is emotional. So, like I said, they can cross over. So, I mean, you can also think of therapy in this um, aspect as well. But affirmation, self-love, venting, self-compassion, even engaging in social justice can be one. Watching a funny movie, like how I said, how I listen, how I watch Girlfriends after watching Lovecraft mm-hmm. <laughs> to help me bring me down. Finding a hobby to, like, release some of those emotions. 
um buying yourself a present and even cuddling with your pet these are all good for your emotional self-care for me i love affirmations you already know real ass bitch give a fuck about a nigga in the mirror <laughs> every morning um i love showering myself with presents even though that's more like treat yourself but still um and then I like um, picking up, I like having hobbies. So, of course, like yoga and exercising, that's one of my hobbies. But I've been thinking about, like, trying to learn how to play the piano as a hobby. Um, and then, you know, laughing and crying and really just allowing myself to sit with my emotions. Um, so, I do this pretty often. Yeah. Um, For my emotional ones, I do, I do affirmations. Um. I love to, like, laugh. So if I feel like I've had, um, like, just I need a moment mm-hmm. to just have something funny happen or to, like, get a strong emotion out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say I had a strong negative emotion. I want, like, a strong positive emotion. So I will go on YouTube and watch clips of Wildin' Out. And when I tell you I'll be cracking up, like, mm-hmm. Wildin' Out is so freaking funny. It is. And, like, I'll just go and watch clips and, like, automatically feel better because, like, they just so goofy on there. And then um, if I, I allow myself to cry, like, I'll literally, mm-hmm. like, how I talked about sitting in the shower. Like, a lot of times when I'm sitting in the shower, I'll, like, think about something. Like, maybe I'm stressed about something or maybe I'll just haven't cried in a while and I'll just make myself cry just to, like, yeah. get it out. I know somebody to do that. It's one of my friend's cousins, actually. He told me that he'll he'll schedule time to, like, watch a sad movie or just listen to sad music and just cry and just get it out. And I was like, wow, that is so healthy. <laughs> <laughs> that is healthy. I was just really, like, inspired by that. Yeah, you got to get... Sometimes, yeah. like, I, sometimes it's kind of like when you eat out a lot mm-hmm. and then you just, like... I don't, I, like, I know I'm hungry, but I don't want to eat out no more. And then it's like, you finally, like, cook for yourself. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's what I've been missing. I've been missing something different. So it's kind of like the same thing with our emotions. It's like, you maybe you've been stressed a lot. Or maybe you've just been, like, a workaholic. Mm-hmm. And you just, like, feel like I, I need some different emotion to, like, trigger something in me or to, like, wake me up. And sometimes you just need to cry. Or sometimes you just need to laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, you just need a different emotion to hit you. Yeah. So, the next aspect is spiritual. So, this includes, like, um, self-reflecting, spending time in nature, spending time with your spiritual community or finding one, meditating, singing, dancing, playing, yoga as well, um, and praying and finding a spiritual mentor, volunteering, and fostering self-forgiveness those are some examples of spiritual self-care for me i do a lot of self-reflection um i meditate a lot um i spend a lot of time in nature well i try to um i haven't found a spiritual community yet maybe one day and i would like to find a spiritual mentor and then like volunteering and stuff like that and definitely self-forgiveness so those are the things my spiritual self-care is not really that strong outside of meditation and stuff but i mean it's to work on <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i actually do have a spiritual mentor but of course with covid a lot of things has like changed because mm-hmm. you don't get to see people as often 
Um, and like going to church was like huge for me. Like I loved going to church and going to Bible study and like physically going versus versus like watching it virtually. Um, but you know, I'll just make time to like listen to different sermons on podcasts mm-hmm. while I'm like, and I'll do it while I'm taking a walk. So it's like, I'm getting like both of those at the same time. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting the fresh air and then I'm also like listening to something that's positive and that's going to like strike a chord with me and like really mm-hmm. just touch me to the core. So I try to do both of those. Like when I'm, when I go for my walks in nature, like I definitely try to like listen to peaceful music. Like sometimes it's just like, um, the beats with no words mm-hmm. or I'll listen to spiritual music. Really the spiritual music be getting me because child, I mean mm-hmm. walk through and you feel that breeze and then you see you just see kind of what God has done. Right. Like I feel your presence. <laughs> yes, like it just do something different. Mm-hmm. But I do need to work on meditating more and um I do dance. Like Yeah, I dance at home too. I uh, girl, I be at home like, girl, put some Megan on. I be over there mm-hmm. trying to get my Megan knees. Okay. Trying to just twerk it. That's a good release for real. It is. Especially when you at home by yourself and like mm-hmm. it's nobody there to like judge you and you don't feel like you being watched. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so next aspect is personal self care. Um, so this is just like, you know, spending time to learn about yourself, learning who you are, figure out what you want in life, making plans, short and long-term goals, organizing yourself, so creating budgets, making to-do lists, using planners, making a vision board. Um, this is also includes like socially, so fostering friendships, going on dates, um, relaxing, reading a book, spending time with your family. And stuff like that. So, for me, I do get my social in. I hang out with friends. I go on dates. Um, you be going on dates, friend? Kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I make short-term and long-term goals. I'm really big on, like, my list and my calendar and my planner and all that. Um, and I do spend time to like learn who I am, especially like within like the meditation and stuff. Um, I do need to do better with spending time with my family, but I get to see them soon. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the personal one, that's kind of like a very similar to like being social and like your social self-care in a way. Mm-hmm. And I realized that was some a part that I was kind of lacking, especially with, you know, quarantine happening. I just kind of got used to being by myself. So, um, I definitely make a vision board every year, but like now I'm trying to get better with making intentional dates with friends, not Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, I haven't seen this person in a long time. Let me talk to them. But more so like having regularly scheduled, like this friend, we gonna see each other every two weeks Mm -hmm. like versus like oh girl let me catch you up on something because i ain't seen you in like two months Mm. so just being intentional with that um yeah spending time with my family is like i mentioned before like that recharged me but then also um like getting out of debt is on this list as well and that's like huge for me because like i have a lot of like financial goals and i love to see my credit score go up (laughs) and i love to see um like my savings account go up and mm-hmm. you know just like paying stuff off so like that just gives me a little spark girl one of my hard inquiries dropped off like 
on my birthday, I think. And I was like, look at God. What he doing? Mm-hmm, he will. So, yeah. Okay, that's good. Okay, so last aspect is professional. So this is just making sure you take your lunch. Um, set boundaries for at work. So not list, leaving work at work, not answering an- emails after that. Um, not working on your time off, getting regular supervision, um, taking mental health days, learning to say no, planning your next career move, and taking all vacation and sick days. And I'm good in the professional <laughs> department. Like, I do all this, honey. Um, they not gonna stress me out. Child. They not gonna stress me out. Period. Well, who they did stress out was me. Okay, I was over here not taking time for lunch, not having boundaries. Girl, just the opposite of of everything that you listed. So, um, and it definitely caught up to me, and it definitely like stressed me out. But I'm learning now to make sure, like, especially working from home, because it's so easy to just continue to like push through the whole day. But I literally now. Uh, make sure I schedule, I adhere to my schedule just like I would in the office. Like, mm-hmm. I make sure I take my two 15-minute breaks, if not more, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I take my full lunch, like, literally log, lock, lock the computer and walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, um, yeah, you just have to know that, yeah, it's your job, but it's not... For most of of us, our jobs are not our purpose. Mm -hmm. And even if your job is your purpose, like, your purpose is not to be killed by your job. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to make sure that you have those boundaries. You leave work on time. Even if working from home, like, are they paying you extra to work later? Because if they're not, if your salary and you're working late, you're doing your disservice. Check and see with yourself and see if you're good. Right. You know, and a lot of times overtime don't really it get ate up by taxes. So it does. It, a lot of times it really ain't no benefit unless you just working a crazy amount. And by that time, you it's don't hard. work yourself, and you you ain't got time to spend the money. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, with all that, those are the different aspects. And a lot of time, a lot of times when you're feeling like off balance, or um, you know not feeling well due to stress that typically means you're probably feeding into one aspect of self-care and neglecting the others so Mm -hmm. in order to achieve life balance you need to do every aspect of self-care and so you just want to make sure your self-care routine speaks to that and you also want to make sure your self-care routine speaks to the different to the period where you are in life because what you may need it is for self-care at the beginning of the pandemic may not need may not be what you need now so with that being said like how do you organize your self-care routine like how do you set up time for self-care um i don't to be honest and that's why <laughs> it's important for me to, i mean i'm being honest shoot and i'm sure most of our listeners are gonna feel this way they'll be like girl i don't be doing nothing but um i i don't i do self-care but i don't have it on a regular basis um so what i try i'm trying to do is get my planner and you know just like literally write it down like each day of what Mm -hmm. i want to do like on mondays i do xyz on tuesdays i do this now Mm -hmm. so you know but for the most part like i do definitely try to get my like 15 to 30 minutes of sun 
and like you know just sit out on my patio get some fresh air and then i also make sure you know i do my walks um i want to get on uh in the habit of taking hikes on a weekly basis mm-hmm. me too because i just like love the idea of seeing something different than my you know normal surroundings yeah um and yeah i just want to get into the habit of scheduling so it's never too late and you know you can always start fresh and that's what I intend on doing. Okay. So for me, basically, um, I do take the aspects and then I like write them out every week. And I try to hit each aspect of self-care every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if it's something as little as just like turning off my phone for the night or um, meditating or something like that, it's, it can be small things. I think people think they make self-care bigger than what it is. Like, I got to go get a massage. I got to read my hair, my hair done, my nails done. It really don't have to be that. It can just be like, you turn off your phone or you meditate. And that, like, self-care shouldn't take that much of your time, honestly. It can, but it shouldn't. Right. So, that's how I put out my routine. And just with all that being said, it's so important to have a self-care routine. So, you know... Take some whatever whatever we said and try to incorporate that into your self care practice. You never know. I may have something coming out soon to help y'all with that. <laughs> but yeah, you could definitely tell a difference in people who do their self care regularly and people who don't. Like right now, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm recovering from like everything hitting me all at once. Mm-hmm. And that was because of my lack of self-care. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, not having boundaries at work. Yeah. And then also not getting my personal slash social um, self-care points hit. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of let life get the best of me. But, you mm-hmm. know, I'm coming up on the, you know, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting back in a group of things. Uh, getting back in my routine. Getting back on just being open-minded to stuff and you know like I I think I posted on my story that I was looking for a new hobby like you know I think as children we found joy in everything like we just were excited to Mm -hmm. excited to get in the car and go for a drive excited to play with play-doh excited like everything excited us as children as we got older as adults we stopped finding the joy in things and just kind of allow ourselves to go through the motions of life but it's important to get those aspects back where we find the joy in the, the simple things. I agree. So, yeah, with that being said, do your self-care and take care of yourself. Let's get into asking for a friend. Okay, so for asking for a friend, I have two questions for us to think about. Mm-hmm. So, would you prefer to be proposed to in private or in front of friends and family? Um, ooh, that's actually kind of hard. I, I would personally like for it to be 
in front of friends and family, but not like a lot. Like maybe like mm-hmm. two friends. Really, just is mostly I would want it to happen in front of my mom. Mm-hmm. So anybody else, like y'all can watch a video, but <laughs> yeah. But I mostly would like for my mom to be involved or at least present when it happens. But um, I I don't want like a huge. Like, a lot of people. Yeah. I think I would be super nervous mm-hmm. and kind of, like, anxious. Like, yeah. And I, already, I would already know what's coming, coming. So, I don't know. I mean, it would be nice. Like, I'm not opposed to it. But ideally, I just want something, like, intimate. So, yeah. not just me and my partner. But not me and every friend I've had. Yeah, so something in the middle. Yeah. Personally, I don't want nobody there. Besides a photographer and my husband, mm. I would rather I would ideally like to get proposed to on a vacation. Oh yes, ideally. So that's me. I don't want nobody there. I don't want none of y'all there. I'm down. I'm down for that too. I don't like want on a vacation. Nobody there. Well, I at least want my mom's like the guy to ask my mom's like approval. Of course, or like, yeah. They, or like we could Facetime her immediately after. She'd be like. You yeah, know. yeah, and I want to record but, it. And I want to like a photographer and a videographer there. Like I yeah. want to record the moment, but they need to be in the bushes or something, right? Like I want it to be super intimate, right? Like, super intimate. So that's me personally. Because like, I would a boohoo cry. Me too. Like snotty nose, <laughs> all that. So along with that, do you think it's appropriate to propose on like a holiday or a birthday? Okay, I'm not going to say... I, I'm not going to tell people what to do. So I'm not going to say if it's appropriate or not. I know but my personally, I would not want a proposal on a holiday or a birthday. Because I feel like... No. like I feel like, what if we break up? <laughs> and now every time I got to think about your dumb ass on my birthday. Like, no. Or on Christmas. Or on Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day is oh, so basic. I ain't no basic bitch. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry for anybody that got proposed to on Valentine's Day. <laughs> right. I'm literally like, sorry. I'm over here cringing, y'all. <laughs> because one of my friends got proposed to on Valentine's Day, which is also her birthday. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, sis. <laughs> I'm over here like, what? But it was just them. It was just them in a restaurant. That's and it was cute. super cute. Yeah. I would prefer not to get proposed on my birthday or Valentine's Day or anything like that. So no shade to anyone. That well, she has. didn't care. She she had been waiting for her ring. She he was on a timer. Okay, period. <laughs> but personally, I wouldn't want to get proposed on two on those days. Yeah. So well, sorry, um, friend of Dizzy. I wasn't trying to offend you, but girl, she be fine. <laughs> I just don't want it. But yeah, it was just funny because hers is it's a birthday and a holiday, so that's like she hit both marks. Yeah, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, I don't think I would want that, but at the same time, I I know I'm not getting married on a holiday or birthday. Oh, for sure not. But I know some people got married on New Year's, like New Year's Eve. See, I would feel like people want to party. Like, they would want to make their own plans, you know? Yeah. Like, I would too. just feel, like, guilty if it was a holiday. But I wouldn't mind having a night wedding. Yeah. Night weddings are nice. So I would want, like, up. a sunset wedding. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I really would like to either get married in the fall or um, take engagement photos in the fall. But, like in Michigan or like up north somewhere where you mm-hmm. see like the leaves actually really changing colors. Mm-hmm. 
because it's just so beautiful up there. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't have no requirements for that. I would prefer to get maybe like in the spring though, when it's warm. But I'm well, in Texas, if we still over here sitting in the eighties, so yeah, <laughs> definitely on the summer because I mean, my guests may pass out. Right, child. Mm, mm. No summer weddings over here. Yeah. So that's really pretty much it for asking for a friend. It's pretty short. We gave y'all two hour episode last week. So, um, <laughs> with that being said, follow us on all our social media, selfcare.gang on Instagram, selfcaregangpod on Twitter. Like this episode, subscribe, leave us good ratings. And if you would like some advice, if y'all don't have no advice, we just going to keep doing this, okay? So, <laughs> email us at advice at selfcaregang.com. And we will see y'all next week. Let's get into the meditation meditation mi- meditation minute. Damn it! <laughs> Welcome to meditation minute. So for today, we're gonna do a meditation over inner child healing. And our inner child is basically our supposed original or true self. Um, This true self of ours is typically damaged or concealed by negative childhood experiences. Um, As for African Americans and black people, our true self may have been damaged by systematic racism. So I wanted to do a meditation just speaking to that inner child during these moments, especially with all that we have going on now. Okay, so first find a comfortable seat. Make sure you're sitting on your sit bones, so move any flesh from the ground here. Place one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly. Now shut down your eyes. Start to gaze at the back of your eyelids. Okay, now first take a big open mouth exhale. Let go of all the stress that you've been holding on to. Now take another big inhale through your nose. Feel your belly push out. And open mouth exhale, release. Allow your belly button to sink back towards your spine. A few more breaths to help ground us. Another big breath in, belly out. And open mouth exhale. Big inhale, direct your breath to the crown of your head. And open mouth, exhale. Big breath in. This time, exhale through your teeth. Again, another big breath in. Exhale through your teeth. Breathe in through your nose. This time exhale with your tongue out. Again, another big breath in. Exhale with your tongue out. Breathe in through your nose. This time hold the breath at the top. 
Take it another sip of air. Hold for three, two, and one. Open mouth, exhale. Now last one, breathe in. This time seal your lips, closed mouth, exhale. And I want you to hold this closed mouth exhale for the remainder of the meditation. Try not to force your inhales or exhales here. Try to let your body just do its own natural thing. But start to turn your focus inward into your mind's eye. Now I want you to imagine a door is in front of you. You can pick this door to be whatever color you like it to be. But you do notice that this door has a gold doorknob. And you also notice like it's like a light radiating from behind the door. You feel a sense of warmth coming from this door. You feel like whatever behind this door is safe. So you make your way to it. You touch the knob and you notice how warm it feels, furthering, confirming your feelings of safety. So now you open this door and you realize you're in a classroom. Pick whatever classroom from your childhood that comes to mind first. Bring yourself back to the classroom. Notice what posters are up. Notice what teacher may have taught in this classroom, what school you're at, what city you're at, and how you feel welcomed and loved here. Then you notice there's someone in the right corner in a, sitting in a desk in this classroom. And you walk towards this person and you notice it's you. You notice it's you, the inner child, your little you. And you look at this person and you're just in awe. What things would you say to your inner child? What things would you do with your inner child? I want you to take these next few moments to basically talk to your inner child and tell her whatever you needed to hear when you felt like your inner child was damaged. Okay, now slowly start to wrap up your time with little you. Say your goodbyes. Tell yourself that you love, love yourself. And start to make your way back out the door. 
But remember, whenever you're feeling scared, lonely, or hurt, you can always come back to this space and talk to your inner child. Now take another big inhale through your nose and open mouth exhale. Another big inhale through your nose and open mouth exhale. Last one, big breath in and open mouth exhale. Slowly bring movement to your fingers and toes and bring yourself back into this present moment. Namaste, gang.